When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to a special edition of the True Blue podcast from the Chester Chronicle. Today is a very special one indeed. I'm joined by Eddie Bishop, um, Chester legend, uh, 135 games in all competitions, 30 goals, and that's that's. I'm basing that on on the borderline. So that's Charles Sumner, the official club historian. So if that's wrong, then I'm uh, not sure. A friend was showing me a Wikipedia. There's something on Wikipedia, and I'm thinking, I'm sure I played more games than that and more goals, but. It's not a bad record, 30 from midfield. 30 goals. And it's not, not bad, but I'm sure there's a lot more games than that. But I don't know. I never, you never ever count them yourself. So I've, I've, I've had to triple check that before I came out. Chaz yes, is usually yeah. the Bible of anything yeah. to do with, yeah. uh, with, not, with Chester football I know I did have a lot of injuries while I was there. So it, 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 Does that tally up? I won't argue with Chaz. It's <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's Eddie kindly agreed to, to meet up and we're going to have a chat about um, his career at Chester and, and also what he's doing now. Um, but to kick off, Eddie, in terms of how you've got into the game, I mean, you've spent uh, a lot of time in the local area playing football, um, yeah. eventually arrived at Chester in, in 1990. But how did the whole kind of love affair with football kick off? I mean, how did you arrive into the professional game? Um, well, I, I, as you just mentioned, then, I floated around the, the non-league scene since I was probably 8, 17, 18, playing with the likes of Middlewich, Middlewich Athletic and the old... Cheshire League, Winsford United, slowly progressing up the, the old pyramid, if you like. Yeah. Ended up at Northwich Vicks, um, who were in the conference then, which was called the Goaler League. It was actually called the Goaler League then. And that, that was fantastic. I had a good couple of years with them. Sort of established myself. Um, and there were a lot of league clubs looking at me. I was only 21, 22 by, by that stage. But because of my style of play, this is what I got told later on, my style of play being very physical and getting booked and sent off a lot. My discipline wasn't the best. And I was told that it put a lot of clubs off. Not sure why, but that's what I got <laughs> told. So, so it actually took a while before I actually got my break into league football. And that came with um, Tramia Rovers. Yep. I was playing for Runcorn at the time. And Kenny Jones, who was uh, helping out at Tramia with Johnny King, had played with me at Northwich. So he, he knew a lot about me. And Johnny King was building this team up at Tramia. Bit of money had been invested through the new chairman, Peter Johnson and stuff. And um, he was just looking for a few final pieces for the jigsaw. Sounded a few decent players, Jimmy Harvey, Jim Steele. He already had the likes of Johnny Morris in Emeor. And he just needed a bit of a grafter in midfield. And Kenny Jones said, go and have a look at this lad Bishop at Runcombe. Uh, and that's how I got my chance, really. So sometimes, you know, people say it's getting that look of the draw someone who you know I think if Kenny Jones had not been a Tramia Kingy might not have come to watch me at Runcorn and whatever so Kingy took a chance with me and uh, I made my debut for Tramia I think it was round about March April 1988 um, the season after he managed to stay in the league yeah. uh, and then we went on this bit of a roller coaster ride, then progressing up the divisions, um, get promotion, trips to Wembley and everything. And it, it, I really enjoyed my time with Tommy, it was great. I mean, you yeah. mentioned there Johnny King, I mean, yeah. and then you've you've also played for Harry McNally. I mean, I, yeah. I suppose in terms of Tramia Rovers, 
they don't come much bigger than Johnny King. And in terms yeah. of Chester, Harry McNally, so it's, well, you've played for the two iconic managers of well, well, well that's for right. Both, both legends at the respective clubs, and that you know uh, they've both got stands named after them. Yeah. Uh, Johnny King's now got a fantastic statue yeah, outside Bretton Park, which is brilliant. You know, so that's. Uh, that's how high, you know, they, they, they held him in esteem at, at Tranmere, and, um, and Harry was the same. Um, when Harry, I did, I did, he'd been showing interest in me actually. Um, I'd lost my place at Tranmere truth, uh, to Neil McNabb. They'd signed Neil McNabb from Manchester City. They were looking to progress all the time. They broke the transfer record. Signed Neil McNabb, fantastic player, fantastic guy by the well, by the way as well. We used to travel in together. Even yeah. though he took me place, he used to pick me up at run corner, we'd travel <laughs> in together. Um, but he was a good lad, so I, I was looking to play more regularly. I'd been on the bench for two or three months, and I, I was looking to play regularly. I was, what was 28, something like that. So, you know, you want to play more. I knew he'd been showing an interest in me. So, once I knew to put a bid in for me, I asked Kingley, could I go and speak to them? And, um, and that was a funny story in itself, actually. Uh, it was around Christmas time. 1990, 90 was it? Yeah, yeah yes. it must have been 1990, 1991. And uh, <laughs> they were actually playing at Macclesfield at the time, yeah. Chester, because the Diva Stadium was still getting built. They'd left Sealand Road, and the training complex was at Northwich, Moss Farm at Northwich. And I'd been told to come down and meet Harry McNally, I think it was two or three days before Christmas, to, to go for talks and maybe, if I was happy, do the deal. But when I turned up, uh, <laughs> Gray Barrow was there with, with another assistant, Joe Hinnigan, and um, and I said, oh, come in, Eddie, sit down, sit down, listen, um, Harry's not here. He said, we had a Christmas do last night, and um, he had a, a little one too many, and he's ended up in hospital with Keith Birch. He <laughs> 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 was the centre forward yeah. at the time. Yeah. And apparently it was an infamous night where they both got bladded, he fell off a chair, cut his head open, and... And anyway, I couldn't do the deal because Harry was in hospital. So anyway, Christmas went by, and it, it wasn't until the January that we actually, when he recovered, I yeah. actually carry on with the talks and do the deal, you know. So that gave me an inclination of what the next few years were going to be like with what, Harry. You know? What was he like as a as a bloke to play for? Because everything that, that I mean, people tell the stories of um, you know of, of what he was like, but in terms of what he was like to play for, because everyone says the one thing he always had was the players' backs. I mean, he'd. he'd Kind of admonish you, but also you knew full well that he was someone who was in your corner. Uh, yeah, well, initially when I first went there, he, he was fantastic with me initially. Um, you know, he, he, he praised me to the skies. He made me captain. It was um, it, it was good, and it started off really well. I scored quite a few goals, and he and he was great. He he was different in his approach to to, to Johnny King. Really, he was um, he was more vocal. On the train again, a bit of a bit of a growl, a bit of a snapper. I always felt he was a little bit too strong with some of the younger lads. But personally, I thought he was a little bit of a bully. To be honest, uh, I know a lot of people held yeah. up in ice team, but I thought he was a bit, bit of a bully at times um, with, with the younger lads. Uh, and his style of play was a little bit more. I think he tried to mix it up with with. He was a bit long ball, but then he, he wanted us to, to play out a little bit. I think he, he didn't trust his players as much, and he, he'd get it down the other end yeah. rather than, than, than play football at times. Um, he tried to mix it up, and he, he sort of got caught between one and the other. Um, but I, I can't... It's, it's, it's a difficult one for me to say, 
oh, he, he was a fantastic guy and this, that and the other, because personally, you know, you don't didn't have to get that side of it. We didn't see eye to eye yeah. all yeah. the time, you know. Um, but I can understand how the fans held him, hold him in, in, in such esteem because he, he did have this character about him that he was different. It's difficult to talk about it, really. Um, it's probably, I mean, it, it's hard to imagine um, you kind of think the, the kind of the current crop and bottom managers, it's probably. Yeah, he's very, very old school. Very old school. He did like to shout and ball, um, even when we'd won games. Um, I remember one game away at Stoke where we'd um, we'd won 3 2. And, and Stoke had come down from, from the second division, which is now the championship. Yeah. We were in the third division, which is now League One. And they were at home at the old Victoria ground. And they were on some favourites to beat us. And we beat them 3-2, but we were 3-0 up. But obviously, they're going to put a bit of pressure on us, batter that goal. They got a couple of late uh, goals near, near the end, but we managed to hold on yeah. for a fantastic away win. But rather than coming into the dressing room and be celebrating, Harry went absolutely berserk. I think the nerves have got the better of him, thought we were going to give it away. You shout everybody, <laughs> throwing things about. And on, Gaffer, we've just beat them. They're second in the league. We're fifth from bottom. And we just, oh, I don't give a shit. You don't go. He, was, uh, he, he did have a temper on him. But you, you sort of just got used to it after a while. You just got used to it. And, um, but away, away from the uh, football field, in general, he was good company. He was good yeah. company. He was a good fellow to go and have a drink with. Uh, he was a bit of a, he, he was a character. Um, I, I just felt he was a little bit of a bully in terms of how, how he treated some of the young lads. And uh, I suppose it's those contrasting styles yeah, that you talk yeah, about with, with, yeah, with Johnny yeah. King as well. And I suppose it's um, when you when you you're playing for two managers, especially one after another. I suppose yeah. the styles are yeah. massively different, aren't they? Um, but then Graham comes in. Um, 90, well, 92, is it 90? And then he take, takes it through to... Yeah, Green took over. Well, he, he was um, Harry's right-hand man. And um, he was like a breath of fresh air, really, when, when Green took over. Uh, different idea, different approach. Obviously, he wanted to get on in management himself. It was a natural... You know, you, you know, he, he, he was always going to be a coach. Or a leader, yeah, yeah, he had that in him. So it was a natural progression for Graham. Um I remember the game when Harry lost his job, actually. I think it was Bolton at home. Sam Allardyce was manager of Bolton. Mm. Um, and, you know, when you, you compare that game, Sam Allardyce ends up being manager of England. You know what I mean? Yeah. Harry Briefly. Went, <laughs> it's, it's funny how football takes you in different directions. But Graham took over. Um, he couldn't save us from relegation, though. Um, I think we did go down that year. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. I think we did go down that year. But then... Sorted it all out in the summer and uh, we come straight back up, is that right? Yeah, following the season is probably one of the, yeah, well, 93, 94 yeah, was probably yeah, the, yeah. Um, well, it's the season I first started going yeah, uh, yeah. and it's probably what kept me coming back. You know, if, if I, if I would have gone during the late late 90s, yeah, like yeah. 1990, I might have struggled yeah. to come back again. But yeah, um, but yeah I mean, that team, it, people of um, a certain age look back, I mean, I know some of, some of the old generation look back on the 70s as being... Kind of the, the golden generation we reached the League Cup semi finals, etc. But yeah, for, yeah. for people kind of my age, 30s, 40s, I mean, yeah. the 
that 93-94 team was a special yeah. team because it was the, the brand of football on the show was superb. I mean, yeah, but the yeah. whole thing. It never... Did we have Cyril there? Cyril played. See, uh, well, Cyril came later. He came later, yeah. Phil, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, right. That season with um, promotion that was um, the likes of Colin Greenall, Greenall, Greenall yeah. Mark Leonard, yeah. Oh, Leonard Wolfe, yeah. yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, Graham Lancashire comes in on yeah. loan, and, and yeah. everything else. I mean, that season itself, that was that, that must have been a special Stewie thing to be back there. Stewie was back yeah, there. Stewie was back there. Yeah, that that must have been a. Yeah. A great season to be a part of. I mean, to, to get some yeah, silverware well, on, on the promotion. It, 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 it's always a lovely feeling. I, I, as I said, most of last year, that's the season. Lighty stepped into midfield. I didn't play many games. Last, I think maybe eighteen games that season. But it was um, to get promotion and go away at the end of the season, celebrating the Magaluf and everything. Oh, yeah. It was great. It was good. Yeah. yeah. And the following yeah. season, though, it was because um, obviously Graham leaves in that summer of. Uh, 94 yeah. and then we go into well we got following on from that we're going yeah. from promotion we're going up a league yeah. um, and it was all a bit bit of a mess wasn't it in terms of because there's, there's a lot of things going on it was Mike Pedgett it was Mike Pedgett wasn't it and, yeah. um, and then a Derek Mann for a, Derek for a brief Mann, period yeah, for yeah, Kevin Ratcliffe yeah, but that yeah. I mean, what's it like because there was so much shenanigans going back off the seat, off off the field. Yeah. It was always like like Chester. It's always in a, almost a permanent <laughs> state state of crisis. But um, but back then it was. Um, there was a, a kind of a, a suggestion that Graham really hadn't been backed by yeah. the owners, and that hence the reason why he left. Um, but how did you find that season? Because you're following on from a real high, coming down to a, a real crushing low. Because it was we were kind of almost at well of our, of our depth in that, in that league. Yeah, and it was it was, it was a bit, bit hard on my head, really. I, I think he brought Kevin in as his assistant, did he originally? Yeah, he brought. Or, him, yeah, yeah oh, that's was, right, Kevin. And Kevin brought a lot from uh, Bristol in. Shelton. Shelton, Gary Shelton. Shelton, that's right, yeah. I'm trying to remember which order it yeah. Um Yeah, but it was when you're not doing so well when you go and you're going into a tougher division as well because, um, you know, there's, there's some good teams around that. I remember West Brom being in the lower divisions and Bolton and Birmingham and, yeah. you know, it, 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 it's not an awful long yeah. time ago that. Yeah. It's, uh, you glance back it's, at the table 20 three, years big, ago. Big clubs, so. yeah. So 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 it was. Um, but regarding what, what was it like when you know things are going off the field? You, you, if I'm honest now, it's, it's it's a long time ago. I can't really remember it affecting us as players. You yeah. know, your pros and you just got to go out and do your job and do your best and do what the manager asks you to do. And forget about what's the, the, your field things really. Um, so any, if I'm honest. It doesn't stick out in my mind. You don't tend to think, oh my God, it was terrible off the field, this was going on, is the club going to survive? Or you, you forget all that, you only think about what happened on the pitch or any kind of funny things that went on. Yeah. You know, there, there's, there's a saying about um, nostalgia. Um, well, what, what's that saying about nostalgia? When you look back, you only, you only see the good in the nostalgia. And the, the, the badness tends to just filter away. Yeah. You don't remember the bad. You only when you're looking back, you remember the good, good, good yeah, parts. Of it, it was a miserable season yeah. from yeah. most people's yeah. perspective. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously, Kevin comes in um, towards the end of the season and takes it through. Obviously, the following season was success, successful. I Maybe mean, we get relegated um, yeah. 94, 95, but then yeah. following season we had a um, it was a push for the playoffs, wasn't it? But we had some good players mm. in that team, notably. The um, the late yeah. Cyril Regis that yeah. must have been a thrill to play alongside him. Oh, he was a lovely guy, lovely guy. It was it was awful me the news about him last year. He was um, he was he was such a gentleman. He was he very quiet to be honest, very quiet in the dressing room. He, he, 
he had to leave some kind of born again Christian or something like that. So we never swore. So yeah. he, he was sort of we had some really good strong characters in there, and every other way was it ever, you know. And uh, I, I wonder how we feel about that. But he was great. He mixed in with the rest of us. Um, but he was. He wasn't one for saying, Eddie, Eddie, come here, I want a bit of advice. He'd just sit in the dressing room, just have a little wave, a little, little, little odd bit of advice yeah. and stuff like that. But he was so fit as well. I think he must have been 36, 37. Yeah, and he'd come he, back from a really career, yeah. bad injury yeah. um, previously, and he, he was kind of still still fighting yeah, fit. Yeah. But he, I mean, he I remember was, vividly how, yeah. how good he was still. Yeah, you know, yeah. and this was he was pushing 40, and he still looked every inch. I, I think the England international used yeah, to be. Yeah, give you an indication of how we all felt about him. I think he'd gone something like eight to nine games when we started the season without scoring. I was all willing to score. I can't remember the game. It might have been Plymouth or somebody like that. I think I'd scored earlier on, and then. Milner, it was, I'm sure it was Milner put this cross in, and Cyril got off, typical Cyril, bullets at it, oh, the ground erupted, we yeah. erupted, because we all wanted him to do well, yeah. we knew it was his, his final season, and so if we get to get off that mark, get that first goal, you know, we were just, I think we were more pleased than him, that he scored, you know. I mean, after, is, uh, after, he, after he died, I remember, I, we, we briefly spoke on the phone about um, about Cyril, I remember, you, I remember you saying, it was a League Cup game at Tottenham, Oh, um, yeah, yeah. He said he, he, he oh, had a, that's right, yeah. a special gesture to, to one of the younger lads, which yeah. was actually John Murphy. I, I, think asked, I think it was John Murphy. He was just breaking through into the team and he'd been doing quite well, John. Um, and I don't know whether he'd done something to his thigh. Something. He, 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 was gone, he had a fitness test in the morning and I think he said, he said was Kevin the manager? Yes. I must have yeah. said to Kevin, um, no, I can't, I can't make it, boss. It's not right. And then we'd got to the ground. Or I think he said to Kevin, there's a doubt, I'll let you know later. And anyway, we got to the ground and Tottenham had just had this big new stand built. I know they're getting a new stadium built now, but at this massive stand and we walked out, wow. And the, the, the pitch was brilliant, you know. And then it, and Cyril's walking about and he's going, he's like, oh my God, oh, I could have a bit of this. He went, you know what? And he, you, you could feel the adrenaline going through his yeah. body and he said, you know what? I, I think it could be all right here. And he looked across and John Murphy and all the young lads are looking like that. And Murphy is touching the, the, the ground and he's all geared up like that. And he looked at him and he went, nah, you know what, Let the, I've had my day. I've had my day, let the lad play. And I thought that was fucking brilliant. Measure of the man, yeah, though, yeah. isn't it? You know, thought, it's... How, how nice was that? He, he could have easily said it because we all wanted him to play. Yeah. He was our best player. And we wanted to... He could have easily said to Kev, yeah, I'm all right. And Murphy might have had to go on the bench. But he went, nah, let the lad play. I've had my day. That's how nice is that? Mm. I mean, that, that yeah, season yeah. Was, would be your final for Chester 95-96, am, am I right in thinking? Was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah again, again, my me, me drawing played up. Um, I, I started the season quite well. Uh, Kevin had me playing on the left side of midfield. Yeah, it was. It was because I, I remember starting off really well. I scored something like six goals in seven games or something. I remember getting the Sunday paper. And... Um, the leading goal scorers at the time, they just had all, all, all together. Leading goal scorers, six, Alan Shearer, Newcastle, six, Eddie Bishop, Chester. I was equal with Alan Shearer, I was made up. <laughs> I got that lad on, putting that in my scrapbook. Um, but then not long after that, the groin went again, I saw another hernia operation. And the, the doc at the time, every time I tried to come back and train, I broke down again. I, 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 I don't think I played again that year. From no, the November, I don't think I played. And he advised me to go part time. 
he said, the training, everyday training is just going to, he said, you'll end up with a bit of a limp and all that. I didn't think it was that bad, but you have to take that advice. And I already had started the, the raw time business anyway, as, as a bit of a sideline. So I knew I had something to fall back on. And he said, you know, I'd advise you to, I, I must have been about 36 then, was I? Can't remember. How old was I? Maybe 35, 36. And um, he advised me, you know, I was coming to the yeah, end of my career yeah. anyway. So I thought, okay, I'll take his advice. And, I, and then I left Chester at the end of the season and went to uh, Northwich and started making my way, my way down the leagues again. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I mean, yeah. how, how did you view your, I mean, because you spent five years, oh, six years at Chester. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Um, but obviously you're someone who's still held in high regard by the fans because yeah. not only what he brought on the pitch is what he brought off it. I mean, everyone's seen the, the YouTube clips are still up there for everyone to share, aren't they? If you've running down the stairs and, and edited yeah. it away. It's, 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 lo it's lovely when I go back. When I go back to Chester, uh, I've got an old friend who's a season ticket holder, bless him. He, he goes everywhere with them. Uh, Arthur, Arthur Keane. Yeah. You know, he's in his 70s now. And, um, and he's always phoning me up, asking me to come down. And um, when I go down, we always have a drink with him. We go in the lounge. And I'm just, you know, they look after me and I go there and I'm quite surprised. I mean, bloody hell, there's bigger players play more games than me, but they, they, they always seem to welcome me there and I, I'm quite humbled by it, really. I love it. I love it. Um, well, is, there a, is there a memory which of your six years there which sticks out for you? Something that you kind of... I know you mentioned before about you kind of the bad things in the in the past, you kind of filter out and disappear. But yeah. and, and the good memories, they stick around. Is there any any memory of you in a Chestershire which you think you know what? I'm play. I'm glad that happened. That's that stick kind of sticks with you. It, it's, a, it's a it's a long time ago, and it's, sometimes you need something to jog your memory. Yeah. Now I've I've got a collection of programs in in, in the office downstairs. Chester programs, some Northwood Pro programs, and sometimes you're just flicking through them. What you are stuck, stuck, oh stuck away. Oh my God! Yes, God. Like that was saying, that was a very memorable game, one for yeah. a lot of fans because yeah, yeah. there was a big crowd there as yeah, well. You know, yeah. and like you say, it was a big shock. So, like I said, the away game of Stoke had scored two. I'd only been at the club a, a, a few weeks, so you're looking to, to get off, off to a good start. And uh, scoring two away at Stoke, uh, I had two disallowed as well in that game. That sticks out to me, mind. Scoring against Tottenham at home, although, although we lost the game three-one. Scoring against the Premier League team was a nice buzz. And in general, just, 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 um, just, just be with them. There's some good characters there, some good friends. As I mentioned, you know, Chris Lightfoot, Graham Abel, Daft Ars, Gary Bennett. Um, you know, he, he was a character in himself. And as I said, Harry was a character, although it went a bit sour towards the end for me and him. Um, that must have been quite but, the dressing room, though, when you consider yourself and... Gary Bennett and people like that, and I remember oh, <laughs> into the mix. It, it must have been it, some dressing room. It, it was. It was really, really funny, lads. Um, I, 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 heard, I heard about that before the sign. Someone said to me, that the, the brick crackers, these lads, you know, you sign, and you know, they'll be doing all kinds of tricks on you. I remember the first game away. Um, we played Fulham away. We were having our pre-match meal, and we were just having uh, chicken and beans or yeah. something like that. But the, the gaffer Harry and all his assistants and stuff, they were having steak and chips and stuff like that. Now, I had, I don't know where I got it from, my little kids' toys or something, but I found this rubber chip. It looked like a, it was a chip, but it was rubber. And as the waiter was walking to, to give them the, the steak and chips, I said, yeah, mate, I said, which one is, is it? The manager's there. He said, oh, that one there, the well done. I said, yeah, I just put that there. And I put this rubber chip in with his chips. <laughs> and the lads see me do it. It was my first time I've been with him. 
So while he's sitting down and he's trying to cut this rubber chip <laughs> and the lads are looking over and they're you know, wetting themselves and uh, I remember Billy Stewart just tapping on the back and went, good signing. I didn't see me play it, good signing. You're one of us, you know. <laughs> so I ended up becoming a bit of a joker with, with the rest yeah. of them, you know. You kind of take on that mantle, I suppose, uh, don't you? Because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. one of those things, isn't it? You kind of, um, you buy into the mentality of a group, yeah, don't you, as yeah. well. Um, but one thing I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask this to everyone moving forward. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot, but you've, Best your best eleven that you played with at Chester. Uh, you included obviously in the eleven, <clears throat> picking in the other ten. So who would you have in goal? Yeah, I put me on the spot. Uh, uh, I'd have to go for Billy, really. Billy, Billy sticks out in my mind. Although Felgate, Felgate was a good, good lad as well. Dave Felgate had, had a the nineties. Uh, we had a we had a yeah. we had a strong strong batch of keepers in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd, 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 I'd go with Billy though. I'm trying to do that. If you'd give me a day. To sort this out, I've probably. Oh no no! It's got to be off the cuff. <laughs> okay, I go with Billy. I'll go for the three four four two. Then I go for Billy, Billy Stewart, right back, Ian Jenkins. Solid choice. Yeah. Um, centre half Colin Greenall. Arguably the best best yeah. centre back I've, I've seen yeah. since been watching Chester. Colin Greenall, oh, superb. Shame he only had it for a year. I was going to put Lighty there, but I'll probably put Lighty into midfield. Oh, Graham Abel. Yeah, Graham Abel. Yeah. Well, I, I was going to go for um, Jacko as well. See, there's just some good so players. You, yeah. you, had a, you had a strong batch to choose yeah. from during a couple of years Jackson. there. So. Left back. See, did Joe play there, Joe Jacko? But, but, but he was at the end of his career. He, he came back, didn't he? Uh, he did, yeah. yeah. He'd been... Left back. Oh, God. Who, who, who was the young one with the blonde hair? I always thought he was quite decent. Um, what season we talk? Tell you what, I'll put Kevin left back. Yeah, Kevin Rackley. There we are. I'll put <laughs> Kevin back because he, he, he played for us for a bit. Left That's back, experience back for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've got got Billy Stewart in goal. All, all got, the <laughs> at the back. Ratcliffe, yeah. Abel, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Colin Greenall, and, and Ian Kevin Jenkins. Uh, South in midfield. On the left side of midfield, I have David Pugh. Yeah, great player. Pugh is great. Great uh, Am I including myself then? Yeah, got to include yourself in this. Yeah. No, I'd have to go. No, then bloody hell. Chris Lightfoot's going to be furious if you're leaving him at midfield yeah. now. <laughs> well, I'd have to go on the right side of midfield with Chris and Graham Barrow in the middle. There I'd have are. to put Graham in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've probably left loads out. John Kelly did it just loads. Yeah. Going to get some furious yeah. emails and phone calls. And yeah. So, <laughs> so I'd have to go on the right side of midfield with. Uh, Pew on the left. You, 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 yeah, Pew on the left. You've got, you, you got to have a goal squad. You've got to have uh, Stewie Rimmer up there to get, to get your goals. Big Cyril? Well, he's Cyril, yeah, but he was only there for a year. Yeah. And I probably played a bit longer with Benno. Benno, Benno knew it. And it so prolific, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. I'm picking all my mates here. <laughs> it's a strong team, that is. I've got to be honest, that's a strong team. It's a good I'm luck. picking all my mates, yeah. So I'll go for Gary Bennett and uh, Stewie Rimmer. Good stuff. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, no, it's a strong team, that one. Yeah, strong yeah. team. You've, you've had a couple of good years to pick from there as well. Yeah, so, yeah, to yeah. be fair, I think um, if it was to, towards the, the late end of the 90s, early 2000s, I might be struggling. <laughs> um, but no, it's a good, good group to pick from there. But I mean, you've... Uh, as we're talking here, um, Eddie, for, for the people who are listening, um, we're in Eddie's uh, workshop uh, in Runcorn. Um, Eddie, now it's a good, good twenty years. I suppose you've, you've been in, embarked on this new new venture in your life, something which has always been been kind of there. Because yeah, um, can well, you what we, for, for people who are listening, kind of a little well, bit about yeah, what, be, what you're be, up to now? Before I started playing football, um, I was uh, 
I, I was involved in, in welding. I learned to weld when I was a kid, when I was 16, 17. Um, I worked for a firm making wrought-time garden furniture, and that progressed to making gates and railings. And I had my football career, and then I went back and set up a business on my own, making gates and railings. Um, and I was doing that with my dad for a while, then I started doing it on my own. Um, and that that was been that had been me sort of livelihood for yeah, up, up until about four or five years ago, when I got involved in a, a another venture, if you like, with my yeah. brother, we got involved in a, in a, in a property business there where we sort of rent houses out now and we've done them up, we rented them out, and we're just man managing that type yeah. of thing now. So it's, it's left me with a little bit of spare time, um, but I've still got the workshop, so. As I said, I don't really do the gates anymore, but I do um, sculptures now because I went to uh, university as a mature student because I'd always been a painter. As you can see, I've got portraits all around. Yeah, the people who are listening are surrounded yeah. by some absolutely fantastic portraits here. Maradona, Matt Busby, Sir Alex Ferguson, you know, Bill Shankly, Bob Paisley, some absolutely stunning pictures here. Yeah. It's, um... So, yeah, so I'd always been a painter. So I went to university as a mature student just as a... I don't know whether it was a midlife crisis or what, just a, a challenge, if you like. Yeah. And while I was there, the tutors, when you're studying fine art, they, they don't like portraits because it's, it's, they, they just say, you, you might as well have a photograph there, portraits are rubbish and all. They want you to be a little bit on the edge. And I couldn't quite get on the edge because all the stuff that they were saying to me, the contemporary stuff, in my eyes, was a load of rubbish. <laughs> it really was. And I just couldn't get you know, out, out the box, if you like. So one of the tutors said to me, you do a bit of welding, don't you? Have you ever thought about sculpture? Why don't you study a bit of sculpture and start doing some metal sculptures? And it was like a light bulb went off in my head. I thought, oh, why, why, why not? So I started doing sculptures, and um, I've done quite a few now over the last few years. Um, and that's the main thing what I do now. And it's I've had a couple of exhibitions when I was at university five, six years ago. But I sort of, I've not done nothing in terms of getting them shown for yeah. maybe three years. But well, where I live now in Frodium, there's a gallery there and I spoke to them and they're allowing me to put an exhibition on in January. So it sort of gave me that aim, if you like. And I've, for the last year or so, I've just been going mad making all kinds of... Some of them are rubbish, some of them are okay, and I've got to sort of whittle it down to which ones I want to put in the show, you know. I mean, it, yeah. it's quite the departure. I mean, I know, um, obviously, your brother John is is is, is kind of wildly famous. Because he's, people know him, is it? He's not doing too. He, bad, he's no. doing all right, isn't he? He's, you know, he's managing to get by. But I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, John had a change of uh, career. I suppose it was mid thirties, was it? I mean, he was working sales, and then you've yeah. obviously at a similar age. Um, well, you, changed yeah. from one career to another, yeah, so you, you yeah. both arrived at new, you know at, at new careers later on in life. I suppose so. Yeah, I, I think he's making a bit more money than me though <laughs> <laughs> with this change. <laughs> it's worked out well for him. Yeah. But I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with how things have worked out, and it's uh, it, it, it's a nice little um, deviation. I, 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 a lot of people say to me, "Do you miss the football?" and I, I don't miss it because I still still play it, if you know what I mean. I, I don't play, like, you know, I'm in my mid-50s now, so I don't play 11 a side every week, but I play five a side religiously every Monday for a good hour, get a good sweat on it. I'm just as competitive as ever, you know what I mean? Um, so I don't miss it because I still play and I still yeah. go and watch it. I miss the camaraderie of the dressing room and stuff like that. Any expert will tell you that. Yeah. You, you, you can't buy that anywhere. Um, I, I do miss that side of it. But I don't actually miss football because I'm still involved a little bit. 
I had a little bit of a spell of coaching. I never took my full coaching badges, and uh, it's a little bit of a regret that I didn't take my coaching badges. Because well, uh, can ask uh, you, uh, was it was management or something like that ever something that appealed well, to you? Yeah, I, I had a, a spell of coaching um, at Witten Albion uh, under Nigel Gleghorn. Nigel Gleghorn, yeah. ex Birmingham Stoke player, lovely Stoke, lad, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we had a bit of a success there uh, at Witten Albion. Um, two three years I was there then I eventually took over for a members manager had a short spell there um, but never really took it any further than that if you know yeah. what I mean I didn't have any coaching badges and I, I, I was quite happy doing that running my business and just plodding along with life if you know what I mean I never really had any aspirations to get a, a top coaching badge and get in the Premier League and do anything like that I was quite happy with my life as it is um, Do you come from a, a football mad household? Because I know John's a, a big Liverpool fan, and you, yeah. you're a big red as well. I mean, and obviously you played, but John played as well, didn't he? So was it always oh, something which was was kind of? Yeah, it's, it's always been in the family. My me dad, me dad was a decent player himself. He never yeah. got to got to any. You know, we only played local football. He never got to uh, it, 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 uh, professional standards, but he was a decent player. So as a kid, you, you'd always want to do it what your dad's done. So. In fact, I played in the same team as my dad, same Sunday team when I was 16, 15, 16. So it's always been in the blood, and John was the same. John maybe didn't have the same desire as what I had. Yeah. You know what I mean? John was just happy to play, and he, he, he forget about it. He was a bit more haphazard about it, but he had a decent non-league career. He, Southport, Hyde, he got to the semi-finals of the FA Trophy and stuff like that. So he, he did have a, a decent career, non-league. And of course, you yeah. both, you know, you were known as being the the, the kind of uh, a big personality, a big changing room kind of joker yeah. and keeping the the energy levels up. Um, it's just funny <laughs> what, what you've seen before about going back to Chester. About the, you mentioned the falling yeah. down the stairs thing. Well, that clip's still on YouTube. Yeah. Forever. I think it's been viewed, viewed thousands well, when of I go back there, that's what people. When I go back, it's nice. Like people say, oh, Lord, oh my God. Yeah. No one says, uh, oh, that goal you scored at Gillingham or that header at South End. No one mentions that. They say, oh, you know, when you got on the microphone and oh, fell down the steps. That was that. You see, I was trying to recall that. And I, I, can, I can recall you getting on the microphone and having a go at one of the refs, but I, I was trying to pinpoint where yeah. that actually happened. Yeah, it did. It was, um, I think we were playing, I think the team was Mansfield. I'm not sure. We had the Diva Stadium, and I think it was the first season at the Diva Stadium because because everything was brand new. And where where the guy uh, Rob, who, who does the team announcements? Yeah, Robbie Clegg. Yeah. Robbie Clegg, yeah. that's right. Yeah, lovely lad. His um, his little room is there with with all the dials and switches and lights, everything there. But next to it is a little room where the players could go, those who were injured, and sit and watch the game. And I'm out with my groin, that's a dreaded groin, and I'm sitting there with my little lad and I'm watching the game and there's a little door to my right which led you into Rob's little room. Now Rob had gone off doing something, I don't know, the game's going on and Stewie Rimmer's going through in the box and he's been whipped up, the most blatant penalty you'd ever see and the ref hasn't given and I've sat back in my seat and as I've sat back, the motion of me sitting back made this door swing open and so just... Me being me, I just stepped out of this seat. It's a rob <laughs> seat. <laughs> it's a rob seat. Press this button and everything lit up. And because it was a brand new stadium, brand new PA system, yeah. I just went, bloody hell, ref, open your eyes, man. <laughs> but I didn't say it loud because yeah. it was a new PA system. Boomed out everywhere. 
Next minute, there's stupid running everywhere. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie's come over. Hey, what are you doing? And I've said, I haven't done anything. But then I could hear the, the Ali McNally stand, the, the lads behind the goals. Hey, Eddie, like give it. us a song. <laughs> I mean, that, that's... Um, so I could I could remember it happening, but I was trying to pinpoint out yeah. what happened. But it's um, it is chiming right yeah. now. But uh, but Kevin called me. Uh, Kevin Ratcliffe is the manager. Oh no, it, it couldn't have been the first season because Kevin was the manager. Because Kevin called me into the office and he said, "Was that you on the mic?" <laughs> I said, "Yeah, sorry, Kevin, I'm on the office." He said, "Listen," he said, "They're going mad there. They're going mad." And the FA won a report, and the referees won a report. And uh, Jack Taylor was there was there at the game. Yeah, he was, he was yeah. the referee's assessor yeah. at the time. Famous Jack Taylor. He said, he's going to put a, put a report in. I'm going to have to do something. I'm going to have to let the FA know that we've done something. We can't let that go on. I said, OK. He said, well, you're out injured anyway. He said, so I'll just put say to the FA that we're suspending you for two weeks. I said, OK, fair enough. So I was suspended for two weeks, officially. Unofficially, I was still going in for, for treatment yeah, because, yeah, because I was yeah. out injured, you know. You're the person to be suspended while you're not even playing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but Eddie, it's been been great to talk to. It's been fantastic to um, to see kind of what you're up to now. I mean, the, the workshops quite aside, some absolutely superb pieces of, uh, oh, of, of metal craft there. Just to remind everyone, in terms of exhibition wise, is there a, a date and venue and time people can go? And yeah, go it's this? it's the, the, the opening night is the, the meet the artist night. <laughs> they call it. Yeah. It's, it's not just my. I've got the top floor. There's a couple of artists down the bottom. So we have like an open night, and that's on the um, anyone's free to, to come. That's on the eleventh of January. Eleventh of January, and then it's on for six weeks after and, that. And where's that? That's a uh, Castle Park, Castle Park in, Arts Centre in Frodsham. Yeah. Okay, there we are. That's uh, something to look at. Like I say, it's the, the 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 craft work is absolutely superb as well. The paintings you got up, it's been a been a real kind of uh, delight to come and, oh, and have a chat to you. Yeah, so uh, yeah. thanks very much, and thank you for joining me. Um, we'll be back again. We're going to try and. Uh, get another few former blues. Um, there's a few lined up. Um, whether they're going to be as colourful as Eddie's, we'll have to see. But um, <laughs> uh, but big thanks to Eddie for, for for taking the time out and having a chat to us. And thank you for joining us. See you again next time. <laughs>